You alone are a groupie and you enjoy your run Back to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be So welcome to the world that fun they run community If you're 17, 25, push it in Uh, calling Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Surprised to hear from you, to be honest, you little part-time Pete. What, what do you mean, surprised? Well, you've, been, you've only been showing up to half the segments for this series, haven't you? I'm, last last couple of shows, I've been busy. I've been busy, Rob. You know what it's like. I'm I'm a busy man. I only show, I only show up to half the segments because obviously I'm only half half a man, aren't I? So uh... <laughs> it, is, it is true. You are travel size. Um. Uh, it's good to hear from you, though, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 9, Episode 7. He nearly forgot that of the What the Fartlet podcast. My name is Rob. Uh, my name is Matt. I forgot, <laughs> forgot my name then. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know what? Don't worry about showing up for the other half of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. This will do. <laughs> uh, it is, it's good to hear from you, though, my friend. Um, it's been a little, we've not really spoken this week. That's That's unusual for us, isn't it? Yeah, I've not not spoken, not run together. Uh, yeah, it's just good to hear your voice again, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Wish I could say the same. Um, why don't you tell us what's on the show today? <laughs> Cheers for that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Usual nonsense from us. Uh, how was your week? Uh, we'll probably get uh, JP involved uh, in that because uh, obviously he's on the call uh, and he's he's actually doing some speed speed stuff, unlike me. Uh, you told us a wonderful quote earlier uh, all about community so we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later on uh, we've got Anya Cullen here with us uh, you sit down and chat with her London Marathon third place British female uh, finisher and she only started running during lockdown as well which is amazing and you'll hear all about that a little bit later on uh, Bema are back telling us of their apartment travels and I believe you've got a special guest there this week as well but it's not bloody you, is it? Let's put it it's that way. Not me, no, it's not. I think it's Paulie, I believe it is. Yeah, Paulie's uh, joining us. It is, yes. And then we've got the roll calls and then the thank yous at the end. Ooh, thank you. Although he did just we've already recorded the part run segment. And I'm pretty sure I remember rightly we made it a big thing where JP kind of revealed who the person was going to be that was replacing oh. you. You've just completely shagged that. So thanks, Matt. Uh, suspend he, your disbelief, people. people. What? People forget that by then, so don't worry about that. Uh, every damn day. You did mention Mr. Pickup. Captain Carves is, of course, with us lurking in the background, ominously, as always. JP, how are we doing, my friend? Yeah, that's the second spoiler, isn't it, that he's just dropped straight away. He's a um, moron. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah. Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Good to hear you. Good to have the three of us together. The musketeers in the room. Um, so, yeah, we've got plenty to get to. Should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, where do you want to start then? Matt, how's your week been? Seeing as how we said before we started, Matt, no. this week, why don't you ask me how my week's been first? I was uh, and just... that we can lead into you second. And I gave you a... You can, you can do that little <laughs> voice all you want. JP, did I, did him not give him an ample setup and long enough pause then to jump in if he wasn't a complete clinical moron? Yes, you did. Thank the you. only thing you could have done to make that... Long pause, more obvious, was to say, long pause, Matt, <laughs> over to you. Was to say, Matt, long pause for Matt to ask me how my week's been. You are the worst, Matthew Taylor. Rob, Rob, how's, how's your week been, Matt? Thanks for asking, JP. Uh, 
Uh, go on, uh, yeah, good, thank you. I've not really got much to, much to say about it. Um, London oh, is... If you've got not, not much to say about it, what's the point of me asking you about your week? Because we, we do it every week. We do it every... Because it's a segment that we do every single week. Shut up, Matthew. Um, no, I haven't got much I haven't got much to say, to be honest, apart from uh, training is going well for London. Uh, seven weeks out now, I think, aren't we, Mr. Pickup? Um... Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's six and a bit, to be honest, by the time this goes out. So it is, it is creeping up. The miles are getting longer. Um, but a good training week, uh, good sessions all round. Hit all my markers that I wanted to. I did miss a speed session on Thursday because it was Sammy's dad's funeral on the Wednesday. So I had a few drinks at the wake and thought probably best not a bit of an emotional wreck. <laughs> Hanging out my arse, probably not a good idea. So instead of doing a speed session, I, I just went hard at Parkrun. Uh, which we'll find out more about later. And I had the pleasure of uh, pacing Mr. Paul Locke at the Leicester Half Marathon first um, run-through event of the year. Uh, we love run-through. Uh, he got himself a massive PB, so big shout-out to him. Love yeah, doing well a bit done, of pacing. Paul. Yeah, absolutely smashed it. Um, really got on with it as well. It was a tough old course, a couple laps on airfield. It was a bit hard work at times and um, very windy, and the hail started at some point, but he, he got on with it. Good lad. Uh, so that was really nice. And... Um, yeah, that's it. I uh, went out on Monday for some recovery miles with uh, with Jolie, 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 Jolie. And that was nice, too. And now I'm here talking to you chaps. That's it. How was your week, Matt? Uh, all right. Yeah, I've managed a couple of runs. I managed 38 miles last week, uh, which yeah. I'm pretty, pretty surprised about. Yeah, I've, uh, well, obviously, that was including the, uh, the the Monday long run that I missed from last week. Um, yeah, so that was uh, what it 13 miles, I think I did. I did a couple of five mile runs, and then I did a 15 on Sunday, um, which uh, which was I tried keeping it at, at marathon pace. Obviously, we spoke about me uh, me running my uh, <clears throat> the uh, sub four hours, trying to pace a couple of Fartlek family guys uh, to to sub four uh, last week. Um, so I tried keeping it under the uh, that that pace uh, for most of the run. How did um, I go? Yeah, we're all right. Uh, got, <laughs> got, <laughs> what we're laughing at? You're answering like we've not seen your fucking Strava. <laughs> Continue. <sighs> Every damn day. Uh, yeah, you know, right, mate. I, 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 I ran uh, the first five or six miles. At, just, uh, just stop lying uh, and tell everyone that you went too fast. No, I ran. Right, the, the mile splits. Right. Uh, the first mile, all right, I was a bit giddy, a bit excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eight, bear in mind, I was supposed to be running 9.07, so it was 8.43. So yeah, little, 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 fucking nowhere near 9.07. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, continue. But, 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 wait a minute, then I, yeah. I realised I'd, I'd messed up. Uh, yeah. And then mile two was 9.04, which is not too bad. Yeah. 9.07. Yeah. 9.06. Yeah. 9.07. Yeah. 9.06, 9.06, 9.04, 9.02, 9.04. That's, that's up to 10 miles there, see? Then what, then what happened? And I got a bit excited, a bit giddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So go on, continue with your numbers, your little statistician. Uh, 851. Yeah. 836. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then uh, then my legs started feeling a bit tired. <sighs> I'm just going to cut to Manchester now while Sam Slater and Adam Brown are looking at each other going, why is he run off? <laughs> 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 I 
you know it's not going to cut when you ruin multiple people's marathon experience. It's not going <laughs> to cut you going, I'm sorry, I got a bit giddy. <laughs> but, but listen, like, yeah, I'll run off by then. That'll, that'll be mile 12, but mile 13 will catch me up because I run a 10.39. Such a tit. Uh, why did, why did your legs start in Matt? I'm amazed we've got eight minutes into this without <laughs> you already telling us. Well, I've been to gym, Anna. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I've been to gym. I've been, I've, I've decided I'm, I need to, after the live and I just saw my little pot belly and that, I need to start losing a bit of weight. No, we're not making, no, we're not making fun of you making the life choice of going to the gym, Matt. Mm. We're making fun of the fact that you've used every form of social media possible to tell as many people as possible, as often as possible, that you now go to the gym. I saw it on your Strava the other day. I've seen, I, I've seen it everywhere, and <laughs> it, I, I can't, I can't see you squatting in front of Instagram any further. No. Hey, I'll be Arnold Schwarzenegger again. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Totally, totally stole JP's joke there. That was a job pick up original. Um, yeah, it's awful, Matt. We don't care. Stop talking about it. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm a gym guy now, aren't I? Oh my <laughs> god, <A> gym guy. <laughs> I've got these 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 six ones. Look, please just nobody can see though. Can no, it's it's an audio podcast, Matt. Somebody call a vet because these swans are sick. Um. And then cut to the alternate reality where Matt's that jack that he can't do a nine or seven mile at Manchester. Well, this is this is the thing. <laughs> You've told us that you want to go to the gym. What you keep saying on every form of social media is that you want to go to the gym to get better at running. And yet mm. the previous statement was just you did. What was it you said to me? You, your doms were so bad from lifting weights that were too heavy that you died on your run. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think they were too heavy though. I just think it's because I've not been to gym for like twelve years. Well, it, well, that's 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 the underlying I, issue. I hate to break this to you, Matt. That makes them too heavy. Yeah, but Matt, you don't need to do twelve years worth of gym in one week. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. Listen, but you know me. Everything I start and try and do, I always fudge up. But then I'll I'll, I'll get it right one day. No, you no, no. I guarantee. I'm gonna put my hat on this. We've got how many episodes left, JP? Is it three after this one of this series? Four? Yeah, yeah, four in there. Four episodes left. Before the end of this series, Matthew Taylor will say the words I am injured before <laughs> on this podcast before this series is done. Garen, <laughs> that is a guarantee. <laughs> No, I don't know what happened. I've torn my peck. Don't half get some grief, mate, don't you? I do. I'm just trying to better myself, and this this is just the, the grief I get. <laughs> it's, it's the way you go about it, though, isn't it? It's yeah. your all or nothing approach. I, I saw a very point. Somebody commented on your strat on one of your runs. You went out and ran your 15 miler at the weekend. I'm sure it was was it David Chung. Somebody put on. Were you injured last week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, <goodness. sighs> yeah, I'm not doing it very well. I'm, I'm trying to keep it slow. I'm trying to keep. I'm not doing no speed work or anything like that. So I've decided to go to the gym. So apart apart from running five miles of your long run at a minute a mile quicker than marathon pace. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll forget about that. <sighs> right, okay. Looking forward to you getting injured. Um, well Thank done. you very much. Um, Somebody that is doing uh, speed stuff, though, is, uh, is, is Captain Carbs, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's yeah on sorry, with JP. I always feel like you're a bit left out of this. You're, you're yeah. on the road to two in two, or, well, four in four. Uh, four and five, sorry. You've got a couple of half marathons to go before it, but you're doing Manchester and London back-to-back. Big 3.15 target for Manchester. How's that going, pal? Oh, don't, don't put some time pressure on me, but yeah, that, that's the plan. That was, that was originally <laughs> oh, sorry. the plan for were, quite were, a few Were we keeping that secret? Yeah, because if I don't get it, then I could just say, yeah, that's, I'm happy with that. No, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, that, that is the target. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing the speed work and then the long runs are getting longer, like, like you said, Rob. Um, so I managed to get uh, a 35k in last weekend. Um, been out and done some speed this morning. So it was a a minute on, minute off session this morning. Isn't that isn't that how Matt has sex? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's a minute. It's a minute off. Month, a month off. Two months off. <laughs> a minute off. Two months off. It's a good job she don't listen to this podcast, mate. Yeah. Deary me, the one minute Matt. One minute, Matt. Um, you were one mile Matt in January. Uh, I was just come back round to me again. It's all. Yeah. Anyway, I was. I'm glad I was, I've got that session out of the way. To be fair, because I, I don't think I could do it again with that uh, image in my that head so. of, of Matt squatting over you. Um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> awful. Let's move on. Um, but well done, mate. Um, I'm, I'm, I might try that session. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna label it Matt Sex. Poor <laughs> <laughs> lad. You've had some grief this week, haven't you, TD? I have, yes. Yeah. He saves himself right for not uh, not showing up for uh, after the seg- after the show. Yeah, yeah, and and ruining everything as well. Every bit mm-hmm. we do, you ruin it, so you deserve it. But fine, good. Um, so that's that. Uh, we've got packed loads to get to. We'll get to when you're calling in just a moment. The main event. Um, if we've got anyone new listening, uh, maybe be a fan of Anya rather than a fan of the podcast. Thank you for sticking this long, and not scrubbing through um, or just giving up entirely. Uh, but before we do, I just want yeah, Matt alluded to it earlier. There was something we were just chatting about in the preamble that I wanted to talk about. It's from a community perspective. There was somebody had posted. I'm so sorry. It was definitely far like family member. And I'm so sorry. I can't remember exactly who it was. So please do hit me up in the DMs and, and remind me uh, if it was you that shared it. It was an Instagram story of a a post, um, one of those inspirational quote kind of things. And it just really resonated with me um, in terms of making me think about, from my perspective, what the community, our, our running community, our Fart Like Family has done for me. I don't think it's specific to necessarily the Fart Like Family, but what it can do for you to, to get yourself involved and engaged with like-minded people. And the quote said something along the lines of, if you're worried about what people say about you when you move away from the table, then it's not your table and they're not your people. I thought it was really interesting because it it really made me think about kind of my own social circles in the past and how I've maybe spent a lot of time trying to convince others of my value. And I think if you're ever in a position where, whether it's friends or it's a romantic relationship, if you ever find, even family, you find yourself in a situation where you're having to convince somebody or win somebody round to understand the value that you offer, then they're not somebody that you want to give your value to. And I think as, as human beings, we're naturally um, 
worried of being alone. It's a very human emotion, the fear of loneliness, that in fact we would rather exist in a scenario that's quite toxic and, and isn't good for our mental health than we would have that risk of being on our own. And it's it's really quite it's it's quite sad when you think about it. Not like sad pathetic, like like upsetting sad that people will often live their lives being less than happy because they think that it's it's all that's out there for them. And I just it just made me think about the value of community. And I, I don't just mean far like family, because I know that as a group, we're, we're not for everyone. I hope that we do bring some value to people's lives. But, you know, there's a lot of great groups out there. You think about what Simone Power's doing with with George, with the Rawson Runners. You think about the guys at Red Fox Run Club. We love them a lot. Um, the Runspire team. Um, and that's just from from the running community, guys. Um, you know, f- finding a safe place of like minded people that give you that opportunity to, to, to explore new groups, to, to explore friendships that give you a foundation to, to, to put yourself out there in a safe space and, and maybe see that there's more out there in the world than what you expected and that and that, that, that change isn't necessarily a bad thing and that trying new things and being brave can actually be incredibly powerful. And it certainly was for me, because I think without that, I wouldn't have met you two beautiful gentlemen. I wouldn't have met the rest of the podcast team. We wouldn't have this podcast. And I certainly wouldn't um, have connected with the the hundred or so people that we have as part of our gang now. And it's it's absolutely amazing and awesome. And I, I don't think I've really got a, a, a crescendo or, or, or a kind of final point to make other than just to say that, you know, if, if you are sitting on the precipice of our community at the moment, if you're sitting on the edge and you're thinking, you know, I am feeling a little bit alone, I am feeling a little bit isolated, but I'm just a little bit worried or apprehensive that that putting myself out there into this community, into this group is going to leave me feeling vulnerable or alone or I'll get, I'll get pushed back or I'll get mocked or made fun of. Just just know that you, you never, ever will. And my DMs are always open. I know I speak for the lads as well have a chat with us, let us know about you, let us know what you're all about and and, and and we can tell you what this community does and what these meetups are and what these virtual and in-person events are and if we can help a little bit with with making you feel a little bit less isolated and a little bit less like you've not got a table to sit at, there is absolutely loads of room at ours and we'd love to have you sit at it and that's just what I wanted to, to go through, sorry, that was a, how long was I talking there for about four fucking minutes, sorry boys <laughs> no, no, it makes sense it makes sense um, and we've got people in group we've got new, new guys that keep uh, popping up in the in the WhatsApp group and stuff, and we have some new new uh, people join uh, that were probably in that boat and they felt a little bit lonely and they, they didn't want to you know step step into that circle and uh, and and they did it eventually with uh, with open arms and they've loved, loved every minute of it. Uh, I think I think Amy Amy for starters, I know she were a bit apprehensive about getting involved and, uh, and meeting up with us and stuff like that. So it is. Uh, it is a it is a value for some people. Um, yeah, so so get in touch and, and get involved uh, if you feel like it's for you. <clears throat> I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Rob. When you know when you said about like-minded people, um, because you know you you look at our dynamic. Um, you know, without without this and without running, we wouldn't have met each other. Mm. And you know, there's, there's so many common interests. And and I think the the fact that we all make an effort. Well, me and you met the effort, Matt. Did sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really good, you know. It it shows that 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 there is a a need, you know, to to yep. kind of connect. And I, I think you know, being yourself, I, I've done it for years where you've you've you know kind kind of um not put a front on per se, but you've you've 
kind of feigned an interest in something someone else is interested in just to kind of have that relationship with them whereas you know the community that we that we've got here everyone's on the same page and Mm. yeah it's just so inclusive as well which is which is absolutely brilliant and no one should ever feel like you know they're going to be out of the comfort zone and 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 they'll get mocked in any way shape or form again that's for Matt Taylor, isn't it? No, I've lost your Matt. But you deserve it, though. You deserve every bit of like, it. Do you know what? I feel, I feel like this table, it's like I, I have the same dynamic with my work friends and my other friends. Everyone just takes piss at me all the time, so maybe this is not my <laughs> <laughs> you can't find it. You can't see over the table. That's your problem. I can, I can smack him a fucking head on it. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into it. Oh. No, we we love you, TD. We love of course you. We, we do. We only do it because we know you can take it, and also because you're very annoying. Um, <laughs> and we're doing it while we can because you'll be too henched. Oh and, no! You know you'll sort us out before too long. A <laughs> couple months time, we'll we'll, we'll get a knuckle sandwich, won't we? <laughs> no, no cool <laughs> oh, I was, you know what? I was genuinely then trying to find a really think of a really cool word for getting beat up, and the best I could come up with was <laughs> a knuckle sandwich. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, you know what I mean? I'll, 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 I'll say what Isaac always says to me. Do you want to see my friend? Do you want to meet my friend Payne? That, that's, that, that's what your son says to you. Yeah. He shows me his fist. He goes, Do you want to meet my friend Payne? And then he shows me his other fist. And he goes, And my other f- and his other friend suffering. <laughs> I, oh, I thought you just that. thought you were injured again. <laughs> Fair. Um, good. I feel like we've ripped Matt a lot this episode. Um, well, I, I was I was going to do a thing where I was like, oh, Matt, well, hopefully we'll see you after this interview. But you've already ruined that. So um, the next bit's going to sound really weird after we've chatted to Anya. So thanks for that, you knob. Um, but we do have an interview to get to, don't we? We have a chat, a very, very cool chat um, with uh, with Anya Culling. Um, I've got too much to say that doesn't get covered in, in, in the interview itself. Uh, I don't want to call it an interview, really. It was an informal chat. Sometimes um, I think that it can be a little bit tougher to relate to the elite guys uh, in our community, uh, in our running community, the guys who can run the incredible times. Uh, not that they're bad people, not that, um, uh, that, that there's anything particularly dislikable about them, but just their experiences of running are so different to, to the plodders uh, like me. Um, but... I didn't get that with Anya at all. Uh, she was very relaxed. Um, we had a great conversation. She's listened to the podcast before, which I thought was really cool. Um, and she knew what she was expecting. And we have a great conversation for half an hour that I think you're going to really enjoy. We don't just talk about her success. Uh, we talk about some of the tougher sides of um, of, of what was quite a, a, a instantaneous, meteoric, one might say, rise to uh, through the ranks of running um, to get to that third place British female finish at London 2022. And there is a darker side to it. And she talks very openly about that. I thought she was bloody brilliant. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. So should we... Roll that footage. Footage? It's not footage. Roll that audio, JP. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now then, you lot, spring marathon season is just around the corner. Notably amongst them is the big one. It's London. So we're better to, uh, so who better, sorry, to chat with this week than 2022 London Marathon's third place British female finisher. Now, despite being only 24 years of age, her list of achievements is growing at pace. She has gone from fun runner to athletics weekly most improved UK road runner in the blink of an eye. It's not always been a smooth ride, however, and there have been bumps along the way, but the sky is surely the limits as we move through 2023. We're going to get into all of that. So join me in welcoming the absolutely awesome Anya Culling. Anya, how are we doing today? Oh my God. Hi. Yeah. No, amazing. I can't believe um, all of that is about me. Thank you so much. There we go. I I always, always say to everybody, prefix it. The intro is pretty good. Don't set your expectations too high for the rest of it. If we go downhill, it's fine. Um, uh, How are you? How's your day been? Been out for a run today? Um, I did. Um, I ran with Adidas runners first thing this morning. Uh, I was up at like half five and did a little pre-race tune up. Uh, we did like 30 minutes of one minute on, one minute off. Um, so I feel like I've been going, yes, yeah, since 5.30. Oh, and we're recording just for the benefit of the listener. It's after 8 p.m. So thank you. The dedication uh, to getting this in. I really, really appreciate it. And we don't normally do this, but uh, you said it's a tune up run. You've got a Barcelona half marathon coming this weekend. By the time this podcast comes out, it will be in the bag. How are you feeling about that one? <laughs> I'd prefer it to be in the bag. <laughs> um, I'm anticipated. Uh, anticipation. Um I'm feeling good. Uh, it's eight weeks until my marathon, so it's going to be a good benchmark. Um, I'm just excited for some sun, um, some paella, um, yeah, just to get on a flight. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds amazing. Barcelona this time of year. Absolutely wonderful. Now, we're gonna, probably going to get back into that as the conversation goes. Let's get back onto the steady track. Let's do this chronologically. Let's let anybody who doesn't know about you, and you've got to be living under a, under a rock to have not heard the Anya Cullen story uh, as you exploded in the running scene, particularly over the last 12 months. But let's take it back to the beginning for anybody who doesn't know. Talk to me about your journey with running. How did it start? How did you get into it? Let, 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 let's go back to the beginning. Okay, yeah, of course. Um, I feel like the beginning, yeah, wasn't actually that long ago. Um, <laughs> um, but the beginning of my running, yeah, pretty much started in lockdown. I've always been sporty. Uh, I've loved cricket. I've loved hockey. I've, yeah, my whole life is sport, whether it's watching, playing, listening to sport. Um, but yeah, I only started running in lockdown just because I'm pretty hyperactive and I tend to act like an ADHD toddler if I haven't left my house um, and I start getting so itchy. Um, so lockdown, I needed to burn some energy. Um, so I was just taking myself out on runs whenever I could. My brother used to come with me um, and like wear a rucksack and fill it with bags of dog food to make him heavier so that he wasn't running painfully slow um, and he'd stop at like corners and start doing like press ups and squats waiting oh. for me. Um, and yeah, now, now he refuses to run with me. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's when I was running really casually. And then when I moved back to London, midway through lockdown is when I was like, Oh, I think I'm all right at this. Uh, I'm going to, get a coach and I'm gonna um yeah really give this a go I was I used to run around Battersea Park for every day in lockdown and I used to see my coach Nick 
um, every morning. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, but we'd just smile at each other. Um, and then one day, I think I stopped him and said, who are you? Hi, nice to meet, nice to meet you. Um, and we just got chatting and he had just literally started his coaching business. Um, and he was like, yeah, come along, come on board. Um, and that was the start of the rest of my life, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and it has been an exciting journey. I was wondering how long it'd be until we got a Mr. Bester name drop in there as well. And we, we lasted at least three and a half minutes. But I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure he'll be happy about that. Um, let's let's just let's just wind it back a little bit before we get into that really steep upward trajectory that that became your your running career in the last say two years or so. Um, when you were first kind of you know dabbling with with running in lockdown just before I think you ran did you run London Marathon in 2019? Yeah. Um, exactly. What was the? I, I guess the question I'm trying to ask is, is is when did the worm turn? Because you just said then you know you were doing the running you're running with your brother it was very casual um, and then all of a sudden you said you thought I'm actually quite good at this. Was there a moment? Was there an event? Was there an instance? Or was it just kind of seeing? that gradual progression over the months as you were getting more and more into it? Yeah. Um, London uh, was my first ever race, really. Wow. London Marathon um, in 2019. And I definitely didn't catch the bug from that. Mm. Uh, it was awful. Um, I was, yeah, wearing, like, completely... It was a different sport. It is a different sport uh, to what it is now. Like, I was wearing normal trainers. I remember having the worst blisters, being in the worst pain. Um, like, it, I, And, yeah, I, it, that isn't when, like, my running journey started at all. If mm. anything, I didn't run for quite a while after that. Um, I don't know if there was a pivotal moment where I can say that's where, this is where I started. Um, I think it has been quite a gradual... Um, gradual yeah I've just been running more and more as time has gone on and I've just got better and better I've said to people before because I started running in lockdown um and that is when I wasn't seeing my friends I wasn't seeing people I was just going out for my one hour of exercise a day um that was my time to be with best athletics and Mm. um see people see friends and go for a run with them and so I was looking forward to that every single day so all of my connotations with running are so positive and I'd always look forward to those races um to those runs to those sessions with friends because yeah it was my happy time my time to be with others um whereas I think a lot of people have negative starts to running like school cross country and hating it and um yeah, so now they hate it, whereas it's always been something I've enjoyed. So it's been pretty easy to stay consistent at it, I think. Um, I remember doing, yeah, Manchester Marathon and I did just over three hours. And then I was like, oh, I'd love to dip under the two uh, oh. under the three hour mark to 59. Um, I think then I took it a little bit more seriously from then. Yeah. And, and what, 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 was, what was that 2021 Manchester? Yes. It yes. was. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So let's just let's just rewind a little bit then. Um, I don't. I'm trying to keep us chronological, although we, we're deviating naturally as as, yeah. as 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 is as is not natural in conversation. But um, best athletics, getting involved with Nick. 
you mentioned first of all enthusiasm and positivity of you know running socially and, and communally being one of the, the factors that that really pushed your running journey onwards what else was it about getting a coach getting involved in a club doing things in a more structured way mm. that you think really helped you kick on because again i mean you're a pretty humble person and you but you just you just talked about how you've gone oh I, I went three hours at manchester marathon and i thought oh i could do a bit better than this that's that's incredible what was it about kind of your journey and particularly the work you did with with, with nick and the club and, and and the coaching program that that really helped you kick on to that next level um I'm yeah as you say sorry you keep to pull me back and going in a chronological order um I'm a really like erratic person <laughs> and I'm really disorganized um and I don't think without a structured plan I would actually do any of the runs or I would second guess why I'm doing everything that I'm doing or like overthink it so much that I don't end up going um I literally don't know what's in my plan for the next day I just don't have time to look sometimes um so I think it's uh that structure is like just someone else knowing why I'm doing it and me trusting Nick um that he's putting this in for a reason and then me just doing it um I think yeah having that consistency has been a really big factor um and yeah as you say like running with a group has made such a difference um one they keep you in check like so so often I can't be bothered to go out but I've organized to run with a friend or I've got a session and I want to go see see them um so that will make me go out um and yeah Nick checking in that I'm actually doing my runs and um oh and actually another really big motivator is my Strava (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm always thinking about my Strava caption (laughs) as I run and like oh this will look good on Strava oh I better go on this run because of Strava uh which isn't healthy at all obviously uh, but I'm sure we're all guilty of it at some point. Um, but yeah, I think they're the main things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's 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 get back on on the path we were talking about. Then let's was um, was Manchester was that then the first kind of big race that you went out for as the world opened up again, or have we jumped beyond maybe that that first step back into into competitive running post lockdown? No, I think that was, I think you're right, that was just literally straight after lockdown. Um, I don't think, I, I I wasn't aiming for a time at Manchester, I remember that, because I, I didn't understand paces at that point. It was just run, you know, I, I was just going to run, like cover up my watch. I don't even, mm. yeah, I don't even know what watch I had or anything. Um, and I don't think my family knew I was that into running like they knew I was running a lot um but none of them came down to Manchester and then I remember them being really apologetic after and being like we really wish we were there at the finish line um I had friends there um but I don't think they actually thought I was gonna do well um or they just thought I was going for like a fun run like I did every Mm. weekend like a long run kind of thing it just happened to be in Manchester um but yeah that was the first one I think after lockdown and and how was that experience that I'm I'm guessing more I'm thinking more in terms of as as you cross the finish line like you said you know covering up your watch having a look at it but then then seeing the time that you'd posted that you delivered was it a a real sense of kind of like adulation and achievement or was it more that mindset of right next what's the next milestone I can knock down knowing that that's what I can deliver 
Um, no, it wasn't initially like that's my next milestone. I, I do genuinely think I was still so new to running that I didn't realise that that was, I was really proud of myself and I was doing yeah. it for myself, but I didn't realise that was a particularly good time. I th- don't think it was until I probably chatted to people and people were like, oh, people train really hard to get to a sub three hour marathon. And of course I was training hard, but there was absolutely no, um, like consistency in my training I kind of still ran when I wanted to run um, my splits were probably all over the place because I was just going for a run I was just enjoying myself like I yeah, I wasn't aiming for that time um, I was generally just running for myself and to try and get the best time I possibly could do you think that maybe I, I use the word carefully because I, I, I don't mean to use it in any kind of a negative sense but maybe a slight naivety to like you said, the what what constitutes a good run, what constitutes a great race time for someone, you know, your gender, your age, whatever it might be. Do you think that in those early races, not having too much of a focus, not having too much of an understanding of um, of, of what I guess would be exceeding expectation, maybe removed a little bit of pressure for you in getting that great foundation? A hundred percent. Yeah, 100 percent. I wish I still had that naivety yeah. now yes. um, because only now in my running life, I'm skipping far too forwards again. Only now do I get ever like, anxious before sessions and things mm. like, I, yeah, I haven't I've never had that. Um, yeah, it's always just been run when you want to run and enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think that helped when I yeah don't know what I'm going to achieve I run so much better um I've been yeah trying to tell myself this as I said I've been getting a little bit anxious and things with my running um I what I tell my clients is just stop comparing yourself and stop thinking I should be hitting this time and just be curious like go out and be like I wonder what I can do today and that's definitely the approach I'm going to have for um Barcelona and a half like this weekend because I'm just at the start of my block see what you can do and I'm probably going to do so much better without yeah this pressure I put on myself um but yeah I yeah as I said I wish I still had that naivety but I'm sure that was a big factor I think we all do in some ways um I might be accused now after uh, being so strict on us staying chronologically I'm hoping I'm not going to skip out any huge moments or, or big events but I want to talk about London 2022 if that's okay yeah yeah um that's, that's... Uh, yeah we're gonna dedicate some time to it because oh my gosh I mean it was one of those speaking just from my perspective in terms of an observer someone who likes running someone who's involved in the online running community someone who has a keen interest in London Marathon it just came from nowhere and it was just all of a sudden you, you were like the face of London Marathon, and rightly so because of, of of what you achieved. Has it quite sunk in yet that you've gone from? I think it was a. I think you. T- I think I read a four hour thirty four back in two thousand nineteen at London. Yeah. To third place British female in twenty twenty two. No, no, of course it hasn't sunk in. Like I still think that's mad, and I still always think like. Oh, I, I, it's true. Like it was a lucky field. It was just after COVID. Obviously, there were so many races last year. Um, 
so many girls didn't end up racing um who are very quick uh but i will happily <laughs> take yep. that title i don't know if i'll ever get a title like third british female ever again um so i'll milk it but still yeah, yeah absolutely doesn't feel real i almost feel like i don't deserve it but it was it was it was a great race i didn't know i was going to do that well obviously um i remember uh, my mum was meant well she wanted to see me at the finish line my mum and my dad um, but they took the executive decision to pretty much tube race me along the whole <laughs> last 10k just to update me as many times as they could about how many positions I was from the front and they were just like screaming like there's three girls in front or like <laughs> you're, you're fifth and Nick was screaming back being like five like is she fifth or are there five girls in front <laughs> and I think mum thought she was really important but um yeah we had no idea that was ever going to be considered like position wise or anything it was just go out and yeah run as hard as you could but yeah I was actually aiming for I think I would have been happy with anything under um 240 to be honest um but Nick Nick kept going how are you feeling and I was like good genuinely really good so we just kept pushing it a little bit and a little bit yeah and and, and a lot of the the very famous kind of pictures that have that have come out of, of that race of you and Nick running together did, did I mean I, I know the answer to this question but let's give him his props because he certainly does deserve them when they're due was running with him do you think that's what pushed you that extra bit of the way having that that voice outside of your head maybe counteracting one that might have been in it and keeping you honest and and keeping you pushing and motivated along the way yeah definitely Definitely. I think at the end, his motivation just, I, I still hear his voice, um, <laughs> like, like telling me just what he was saying, like, come on, Anya, come on, Anya. And when I run with him now, when it's a really easy run, we sometimes like, you know, think back to that race and just it comes up in conversation. And I suddenly start like running quicker because I'm like imagining me on that last few kilometers. Nick's always like, slow down, slow down. And <laughs> um, uh, yeah that was amazing but um as much as that it distracted me from the race uh, mm -hmm. he was quite he, obviously it was amazing and I'm completely joking here but um at like one point he just left me and ran off to the toilet and I was like well what do I do now I was like what like do I stop or do I keep going I was like, I don't know what pace I'm doing like I'm panicking and then he just like sprints back up and catches me up and I was like right great and I remember on Tower Bridge um he was screaming and like running in zigzags and getting the crowd like going. And then I was like screaming. And then we got the other side of Tower Bridge and he was like, Anya, calm down. And I was like, well, why did you do that? <laughs> it was quite amusing. And he gave me things other to think about than the fact I've got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Incredible. And and, and an amazing achievement. I, I, I can't. I mean, I'm sure you've had a thousand people tell you this but absolutely incredible and, and one that i'm sure you'll remember for a very very long time um if it's okay i'd like to talk about it and please uh, with this look, feel free to answer it in whatever level of detail you feel comfortable when you came out the back of london marathon and that achievement suddenly your name was a hot topic you I, I remember seeing you on the news i remember seeing articles i remember the podcast came in the, all that kind of stuff and um and rightly so the recognition for your achievement was there that 
I imagine must have been a bit of a roller coaster and that maybe wouldn't have all been positive. What was it like suddenly being thrust into that level of of, of spotlight? Yeah, um, I always thought I was like a really easygoing, um, <laughs> not not much phased me kind of person. Um, but it was it was it took me by surprise. Uh, took me by surprise definitely. Um, so it was so hard to manage straight off the back, and it was overwhelming. And I was second guessing everything. So, uh, <laughs> no, so I, I was just starting a new job as well. And mm. I um, was just starting my coaching as well. Um, I live with my flatmates um, who are really close friends. I have a boyfriend. Um, and it was so hard to balance all of that. And I was just my brain was a complete muddle and I wasn't giving enough attention to any of those bits um, mm-hmm. because I was flapping the entire time. Um, so balancing everything was really hard. I went through a bit where like I just hardly saw my friends and that was really tough. Um, and I just I'm so grateful <laughs> that everyone just stood by me. Um, yeah. And then I ended up questioning my running a lot, being like, oh, should I be approaching this running thing differently now? Um, Being like, I don't act like a pro athlete or if I really want to do this running thing, um, I'm throwing things around like Commonwealth Games, obviously in the far, far distant future, like Mm. a complete pipe dream. But I was like, well, I can't be in the pub, like Mm -hmm. if I want that. And it was stressing me out so much. and it was learning. So since London, I would say that has almost been a, a bigger learning curve than my two hour, um, two hour like improvement. Just mm. working out how to properly fuel my body, how to train properly, um, how to find balance in my whole life. Um, just so much. And uh, yeah. Uh, and just that some people are negative towards you and it's running is the most amazing community in the world and I but I had been warned that like just stick to your guns and just keep enjoying the running and Mm. I was getting to points where I wasn't enjoying or I was at risk of not enjoying the running um but yeah luckily I'm still loving it but um yeah it was hard it was hard thrown in that I just wasn't ready um mm. but now I just stopped overthinking it all and basically stripped all back to basics and I absolutely love the sport and and I think the point you make is 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 really really valuable when you talk about just focusing on yourself and just focusing on you mm-hmm. because because you're right the the negative side of things you know you made a comment in in that last that last bit that you were talking about around you know people will be negative about you and once you put your head above that parapet you open yourself up to criticism if nobody if, no, if nobody yeah. cares about you then no one's going to say anything about you are they <laughs> but when you suddenly become uh, a more commonplace name when suddenly you are in that spotlight that we've talked about a little bit more it is going to draw negative attention whether that's valid or invalid um and that's got to be hard yeah um but fair play to you because 
it is about getting that focus back onto you because look at look at everything that you've achieved and all the things the fact that you're even talking about commonwealth games <laughs> it's incredible isn't it <laughs> it is it's totally incredible um yeah no i i agree definitely i think i was almost trying like running has always been my happy thing to do um and i was almost thinking of it in well i wasn't thinking of it that way and that was um ruining my relationship with it a bit um i was trying to almost commercialize it a little bit like it was mm-hmm. becoming my instagram um my social media um it was almost seeing it a bit like a job um and that I, yeah and nick was saying to me like you need to make time for your own running like just the, the love of running um and he used to start he started like calling um <laughs> runs in my training peaks like for the love of running um mm. just to make sure i'm still going out there and doing that um and yeah luckily i am now yeah it's funny um the messages you get sometimes obviously i have the most amazing support and i get amazing messages but sometimes they're like i've got a funny one the other day which is like um your running style is everything we're told not to do um so why are you so quick <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm, thank you but, it's hard to know me. how to react isn't it it's hard to know because that may well be somebody's attempt to try and engage you in conversation in a slightly awkward way equally <laughs> it could be someone trying to be condescending and horrible and when you are dealing with that so regularly as, as you must be with the volume of followers that you have it takes a lot to try and pick apart one from the other, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think, yeah, for every 100 amazing messages, there's one yeah. not so good one. But, um, yeah, luckily I'm in a really good headspace now, I think. Good. Um, so yeah, as I say, straight after the marathon, it was all a lot. Um, but, um, it's all, yeah, it's still good now, and I'm so grateful for being able to put it all on Instagram and the support and... Um, everything like I, I absolutely love every aspect of it now um i'm so happy <laughs> good and power to you um let's start when we've been talking for for nearly half an hour already so um uh, it feels like we've barely scratched the surface but <laughs> let's not finish this without starting to to think about what's ahead because you know we've we've alluded to some things we talked about barcelona in the very very short term we talked about maybe uh the commonwealth uh, what a wonderful word it's a very very long-term pipe dream. I know, it, I know <laughs> yeah. it's a pipe dream i know i keep saying it it's just it's a ref- point of reference a long term there's got to be some things in the middle of those two dreams so yeah. tell me what 2023 has got in store for you um a marathon <laughs> of course um currently manchester marathon i would mm-hmm. love yeah i'm i'm down for that one um just i think so i can watch and enjoy london this year mm-hmm. um i would I don't want to, I don't think I want to put time out there I don't know um <laughs> I, I could I'll say like I'd love to do like two three three kind of time mm-hmm. and then smash a marathon uh end uh, autumn or, mm-hmm. or December um and end of the year one and really hit the ground running with that um that'd be the aim for this year I would love a England vest um mm-hmm. That is totally me manifesting it, like putting it out into the world. Mm-hmm, yeah. Podcast hemisphere. Um, absolutely love that. Uh, just continue run- loving it, continuing with my coaching. Um, yeah, who knows? I'd love a little sponsorship, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep keep doing it. 
almost flirting with the idea of starting some YouTube stuff, but yep. um, I don't know how much I can listen to my voice and watch my face. <laughs> um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? I think it's going to be the most exciting year of my life um, in terms of running. And yeah, I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the, the key thing you said there is, I mean, we've gone a, you've gone a little bit through a whole array of different possibilities, but the reality is that the options and the possibilities are there. You've, you've set the foundation now that you can take this journey wherever you want it to. And, um, and you can try different things. And, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I guess the one last question I wanted to ask is, um, We've talked, you mentioned kind of an autumn marathon potentially being on the cars for a big, big effort. Not that what you achieve every mm-hmm. marathon isn't a big, big effort in the eyes of a, of a, of a humble four hour runner like me. Um, but is there a, the, the flip side of that is that you've not run that many marathons because your running journey isn't isn't that old. Is there a, a marathon? I know you've done London. Is there a marathon that you've got your eyes on that you think, oh, I'd love to have a crack at that one? um yeah well a few I'd love to do Berlin but I yes place for that I kept telling everyone I was going to do Berlin and then someone said to me oh have you got a place and I was like oh no I forgot to get as I say I'm the most <laughs> disorganized person in the world like I actually sorry to go on a tangent again I don't have trainers for Sunday from right. Barcelona and like I suddenly thought that today I was like oh my god I don't have any trainers um <laughs> uh Valencia obviously would be amazing um I don't know some quick ones some quick ones I'd like to do yeah wonderful and again that's it you've got you've got plenty of time to 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 bag some sights and some achievements along the way listen um half an hour's flown by uh thank you so so much um if people want to give you a follow not that the entire Instagram running community doesn't follow you already because um (laughs) because of what you've achieved and how engaging your social media is Where, where can people find you um a dot culling on instagram um and yeah potentially youtube channel which isn't out yet (laughs) okay yeah and we will we will plug that as soon as it happens (laughs) um before i let you go is there anything else we've not talked about anything we've not covered anyone you wanted to say hello to anything at all (laughs) um i'd like to say hi to my family who I mm-hmm. haven't spoken to in a very long time <laughs> yep you're still alive you're still <laughs> still kicking along Strava. yeah <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm alive mum and I will see you at the airport tomorrow morning <laughs> <laughs> bring a pair of trainers for me <laughs> yeah yeah no thank you so much no no very good listen and your best of luck uh, um, at Barcelona at the weekend by the time this goes out I'm sure everyone will be clicking if they don't know already to find out how you got on um, and uh, yeah and hopefully see you at Manchester with her as well and at London so, so at some point we might cross paths and that my wonderful Fartlek family was the absolutely excellent Anya Culling the uh, chat of course took place before Barcelona Marathon uh, which she went out last weekend absolutely demolished uh, first British female she came uh, in the half marathon. You go over and check her out on the old social media. Find out more about her amazing journey. Absolutely awesome, awesome person, awesome chat, and big things uh, in the future, I'm sure. Uh, JP, what did you think of that one? I just don't think she knows how good she is yet, and she's dead humble. So yeah, really good chat. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, it, it's it's not it's not that you know 
people who are fast are necessarily arrogant. It's just that there is a, there is a, a little bit of almost naivety, I think, about Anya in, in the sense of she doesn't quite know what's going on yet. And she's absolutely rapid, isn't she? She's going to I think I think she, she said kind of jokingly towards the end of that conversation that she'd love to, you know, see a Commonwealth Games in her future. But based on the time she's posting and the progress she's making, it's not a pipe dream, isn't it? Yeah, the sky's the limit, definitely. But yeah, really good chat. Really, really nice girl. Brilliant. Uh, yes, absolutely. So do check Anya out. Now, I would uh, normally, well, I say, JP, I say that I'd normally at this point, this is where I'd ask Matt what he thought, but he has he showed up for this segment, this series? I think he's done one or two, hasn't he? He was here the week that you weren't. So, yeah, he's, uh, his attendance is very, very poor at the minute. Absolutely shocking. He's made yeah. something to do about family meal, so that's why he's not here. Anyway, um, as always, though, mate, when Matt doesn't uh, appear, you scurry around in the background and you get me a much more capable and able replacement uh who have you got for me this week who's stepping in as my co-host for the park run segment oh there's no scurrying happening today um we've we've gone straight to the top we've got an absolute worldie of a replacement go on then who's 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 getting involved it's mcpaul mcpaulie how we doing paul all right guys i'm doing well thanks you guys Yes, very good, thank you, very good. Um, I was going to ask you what you think of the Anya Cullen chat, but you've not listened to it yet, have you? So. <laughs> not listened to it because I've been drafted in at the last moment, but yes, not a chance to listen to it, but I will it look forward to good. listening to it. <laughs> it was, see, normally, Paul, I love the honesty because Matt just lies. Matt always, yeah. Matt always just goes, yeah, it was yeah, good brilliant, chat. I really yeah, enjoyed good chat. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you challenge him on any lower level bit of detail, then he crumbles. Um, anyway, mate, it's probably good that we've got you on, though. It's good to speak to you. I'd like Cheers. to say not spoke to you for a while, but I was with you on Saturday. And quite quite apt and relevant because we're going to go to Venema in just a moment to find out about uh, this week's Parkrun adventures. But, of course, you and I were both there with them, weren't we? We were indeed, yes. We went on our travels and met up with uh, Ben and Emma for our usual uh, part run. So, yeah, it was really good uh, fun. Yeah, so, it, was, it. it was indeed. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, why don't you take the mantle, show Matt what he's missing and introduce the Parkrun powerhouse. The, what, what was it? What was it I called them? I came up with a new nickname for him. What was it? Go on, Paul, introduce me and I'll remember yeah. it. Okay. Here we are for our regular weekly segments. Here's the Parkrun power couple. Here's Bemba. Hi, Polly. McPolly. Hey. I'm here too. Hello. McPolly. Hey. It was, it, was, it was the Cowl Club cuties. Nice. Ah, nice. Oh. What's the Cowl Club, Rob? I don't know. It's, you've got to wear that fucking cow on your head, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul knows it means, it, 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 it means that other people can identify you as losers that travel around doing fast. Calling us losers now, eh? Harsh. That's harsh. That I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gutted that you didn't say hello to me. How are we doing, guys? You're right. Yes, sound are you? Yes, very good. Thank you. Busy, busy weekend, but finishing it off strongly with some of my favourite people in the world. Matt's not with us, of course, but we heard Paulie's voice, Ben and Emma, which is much, much better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're always happy to see Paul. I know when Ben doesn't tell me that you're coming and then you just pop up at Pat Run, I love it. I just love it when that happens. What what a surprise for you. What a surprise. Um, pulling into a car parking. Oh, I'm not going to give it away where we were. That's your job, isn't it? So why don't you tell us, Ben and Emma, what we got up to this weekend? So we went 
to Lincoln Park Run. Uh, so Sophie was back up in the area. As we know, Sophie's our international tourist friend. She's always working somewhere different. She loves to get a park run in wherever she is. And she got in touch with us saying she was going to be in the area. And did we fancy meeting up? So we went to do Lincoln. Mm, wonderful. Yeah. Not too far away. Um, she was down in Sleaford, I believe. Um, so it was just a little journey up for her. And we, uh, there's a couple in Lincoln that we haven't done yet. So uh, we were itching to get over there at some point. So it's perfect excuse. Um, and uh, and yeah, let's let's talk about because of course Paul and I were there as well. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder, but it was advertised. It was sold to me, Ben, mm. as, as a flat, fast three lapper. Um, but it was it right. was it was deceptively difficult, wasn't it? Let's let's talk about it. Um, I think you two should talk about it because uh, I quite I quite enjoyed it. No, I I, no, I enjoyed it, but with a view of I just want to go really fast. It wasn't quite as easy as we no. expected it to be, was, was it, Paulie? No, you, 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 you were part run, you were part run cupping, weren't you? I was when uh, Ben had like messaged saying, "No, if I was coming down to Clinton Lincoln, I thought, oh yeah, that'd be a good one, nice flat, like I said, fast course um, to have a, my part run uh, cup um, go at." Um, so yeah, so yeah, f- flat course, but it was a bit twistier than I'd like expected. Uh, obviously, you start at one end uh, of the like field. Like, and it was quite busy at the start uh, as well. There were loads of people there. And Ben had like tipped me off and said, oh, you might want to be near the uh, front as it can get quite congested. Um, so, yeah, so nice and flat. But as you go around, some of the paths are not like overly wide. They're about wide enough for two people side by side. Uh, so if you get a bit congested, it's hard to get around people. And some of the paths are a little bit like twisty. Uh, it's a few like turns in there. So it wasn't as, it was a bit more technical than I'd expected. Actually, it wasn't quite. Zyder, where it's just like a big oval loop that you just run around. It was a bit more technical for the uh, three laps. Mm. It was. It went was a bit narrow, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And I think particularly at lap three, lap one was fine, and then lap two, I think the only people you were overtaking was, was the part walkers, and they were wonderful. I think there was a, it was a very narrow technical section towards the end of each lap, and it was um, they, they were very very accommodating the part walkers in terms of going up the embankment at the side of the narrow path to let people go past. But by the time you got to lap three, of course, you were passing some of the some of the runners. And that's when it got a little bit congested, I think, which which wasn't wasn't ideal. But I, I don't know. I'm sure Ben's going to give his sweeping um, and uh, experienced professional overview of the course. But it was a lovely course. It was a really nice park. It was flat. It was fast. The volunteers were ace, solid underfoot. Um uh, no, not even any compact gravel. I don't think it was just tarmac path pretty much the whole way. Um, mm. but yeah, a couple of bridges to navigate over, a couple of wooden bridges and things to go over. There was, there was, but all in all, underfoot it was it, it was brilliant. But it was it was windy and it was technical, and it did lead to a little bit of a, a slower 5k than I think either of us were hoping for. But we we did all right, didn't we? We got around, mate. We did. It got around well, so yeah, us two like stayed uh, pretty much together, didn't we? You were like mm-hmm. just in front at the start to try and pace me around on my efforts. Ben had gone further up to try and pace uh, Sophie, uh, and then towards the end, Sophie had gone a bit ahead, so Ben dropped down and tried to pace me around the last third lap where I was like flagging a little bit, and you ran off a little bit ahead, so I had someone to try and uh, chase at the end. I went, uh, I, went, yeah, I, went full, I went full mat on you, didn't I, mate? You did, and that Ben was there going, like, go on, you can catch him, you can catch him. <laughs> and I think he's not even that good. 
Yeah, and I couldn't. Um, but yeah, the last lap it was a, a struggle, but yeah, it was a nice uh, one to all run like relatively together because as we were running around, you could, we could see each other in his eye line and things. So yeah, it was good to run around relatively near each other. It was. It, it was. It was indeed, mate. Um, ben, Emma, how was that? Paulie and I stepped in. Rapoli. Bang average. Yeah, I'm saying bang average. But I thought it was very good. Thanks, mate. Uh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's like I said, like Paulie said, I gave you a heads up because uh, Laura Blackwell, who I'd uh, messaged during the week and said we're coming down to Lincoln, are you going to make it? And she she ended up going and doing an inaugural one instead, mm. which is fair play. But she did give me the heads up and say it's a bit tight in places. So if you want to go for it, get at the front. And yeah, you, you, you bomb down that first path, which is quite wide. But then as soon as you go over that little bridge, you're on a thin path. And then and then you're hammering it down the, the next path towards Sandra and a friend. I did mm-hmm. get a friend's name, but I've forgotten it now. Um, but we said hello to Sandra on every, uh, every lap. And uh, then you cut into that path that's fenced on the side and... Uh, it's, that feels downhill that so you could really turn your legs on that and then you get a bit twisty lose a bit of gps and then it's that it's that second bridge into mm. you go around and it's it's like a 90 left and then almost immediately another 90 left so you lose a bit of pace there and uh yeah i, I quite enjoyed it i uh like like paulie said we do there was the three of you were all going for around about the 21 to 22 minute mark so and sophie was out in front a little bit i stayed in the middle and you two were you two were hot on my heels on the first lap and then you dropped back a bit in lap two and i kept pushing sophie on and then at the end of lap two i dropped back and joined you two again and tried to just get you two around to the end but you you both did great and uh it was lovely part on busy very busy 300 people um very nice volunteers. There was Doris. You haven't mentioned Doris yet. Oh, Doris from a window. Tell oh, yeah. Doris, what a yeah. legend. So there's there's a care home right near the um, near the start line, just to the right of you when you're on the start line. And the, and even the run director said as we were walking over to it, he's like, make sure you give Doris a wave. And if you read their part run page and you see previous comments in Tories groups about it, there's a there's a 90 year old lady called Doris that uh, is in the upstairs window of this care home, and she uh, she likes to wave a little white handkerchief at you when you wave at her. So uh, every single lap we uh, we gave Doris a wave. Did you see Doris? Em? I did. Did they say she was 98? Was she 98? I don't know if I, yeah, I think she's 98. She's in the 90s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, she was lovely. Every every time we went back past the star line, it was like uh, give Doris a wave. And uh, and yeah, all the volunteers, brilliant, really nice, lovely course. We got we got ideal weather up until well, just as we finished, the heavens opened, didn't they? But uh, Em had a little bit of rain on the last lap, and uh, Em's now checking to find out how old Doris is. Um, and, and yeah, it was great park run, really nice. A uh, couple of free parking car parks just a two minute walk away from the start there's toilets there um the run director he was brilliant wasn't he, he really was enthusiastic very... yeah, yeah I, 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 I love it when they give it beans like they're my favorite kinds like the ones that really live the character mm. i think are great and he did didn't he apart from when it started raining and paul and i made a beeline for the bandstand yeah right i did about 50 of the people who were standing around and then he decided that no for the barcode scanners they need to keep dry they volunteered their time rightly so of course but mm-hmm, he, t- yeah. he, t- he turfed 50 was out of the bandstand so 
So four barcode scanners would go and stand there. So there well, we were trying to walk around the bandstand, trying to be that was a bit sheltered from the rain. <laughs> yeah, to try and find a bit that wasn't being battered by wind. But not all the barcode scanners went under the bandstand, did they, Ben? Some, some <laughs> of the barcode scanners had to be different. No, and in, in my defence, I was at the furthest point away from the bandstand, mm. and I had, a, I had a big queue of people there waiting when he shouted mm. at all barcode scanners in the bandstand. So I thought, I'm not just going to turn and run away from these people. I'm just going to scan these few, and hopefully he'll direct the, the further finishes into the bandstand, and then I can scurry up up there. But uh, in, he, in fairness, there was a lady stood in the bandstand shouting, uh, saying, there's, bar- there's barcode scanners in the bandstand. Come to the bandstand. And people just weren't listening. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I ended up scanning about two thirds of the people. Of course uh, you did. Yeah, it was quite Such a hero, <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, and just to confirm, Doris is 98. I found 98. Wow. wow. Doris, brilliant. I've got, I've, got, I've got to admit, my third lap wave to Doris wasn't much of a wave, more of a grunt. But. <laughs> but uh, can we go back to my heroics, please? Um, yeah. I'm... <laughs> yeah sorry, you've had your, sorry, Doris. You've had your moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the glory. All you do is wave a handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it's not just just not just me volunteering. Sophie volunteered as well, and that was her fiftieth volunteer credit. It was. So, well done, Sophie. Well Sophie. Um, Sophie. Yeah, she's volunteered all around the world as well, I believe. So. Uh, She's a she's a bit of an international high vis hero, kind of like myself as well. Anyway, it's not about that. Um, I always love volunteering, and then we got some uh, <laughs> purple sign picture, Rob. Yeah, right there. You just you think you're such a funny, funny man, don't you, Ben? <laughs> oh, you loved it, absolutely loved it. So this week, for obviously Paulie and M know about it. What you won't know, JP is. I was just finishing up barcode scanning and these guys are getting the purple sign out and they're like, are we happy here? Are we happy here? So, so I was like, right, I'm going to, I'm going to find a culprit for the picture. Did you already find the culprit? I can't remember. No, it was you. So I went up and I said to the lady, I'm like, excuse me, do you mind taking a picture for us? Cause my friend over here is really fussy about his purple sign picture. And I played it off because I knew they were going to try and wind me up. So I absolutely played it off to the, this, this lady he was so he was so proud of himself especially yeah. when he decided he wasn't happy with the first picture she took so was trying then decided he wanted the purple sign somewhere else mm-hmm. um and further he back, back at one point was he, he did just step further did. back to set the photo he did. He did. i was because... like i know rob's, I know rob's not going to be happy look at him he, he doesn't look happy so can you do you mind just stepping back a bit so i put the full blame on you there rob i'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on a limb mate and i'm gonna i'm gonna suggest that you fooled nobody no, she she believed me. She definitely believed. Me. I I don't think she did, and that's why <laughs> be, she thought it'd be funny to take a lot of selfies on your phone. We got some funny selfies, didn't we? Offer, we did. uh, her. but she was she was a good sport, and she took some good photos. And uh, yeah, we, we we had a photo with the run director as well. Yeah, it was it was such a nice guy that we thought we'd just randomly have a picture with him for no other reason. So why not? Why not? What remember him by? What a, what a dude! No, he was good. He, he was, was good. good. Um, and then of course, uh, let's quickly do 5k up there. I didn't get anything. Oh, I got my L because I've not got an L before. And then just Carl Club because oh, nothing from me. Nothing from me. But M got another one. Oh, I got another position. Bingo. Get in. Streets. Nice. Yeah. Three weeks in a row is that? No, I skipped a week. I didn't realise I skipped a week. I've had three in the last four weeks. That's 
still pretty good. good. Yeah. Still, still pretty good. Paulie, did you get anything? No, just the L, but I did need that for my namely uh, as well. So it came in really uh-huh. Very good, very good, very good. Uh, so now, now we're through that. Let's talk to the real main event story. JP, I presume that this is the bit you've been waiting to hear about. Is, is this what it feels like to be Matt as well? Because I didn't do part run and I'm not contributing to this whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. If you, if you, I'm going to go back on mute because I've got nothing to say. But I do want to hear the story. If only you were a foot and a half short. You'd be, yeah, yeah, settle down. I feel like I'm for this story. <laughs> but I think Rob's going to have to tell this bit because oh, I'd love to tell it. I I'm, I'm going to get thrown under the bus here, but I, I'm just going to state my case here. I, I did no wrong. I did, I did no wrong. I, did I, no don't wrong. Actually, I don't actually think Ben did do anything wrong. No, yeah. It was it was it was a bit, it was a muddle up by the guys at the cafe, wasn't it? But we just <laughs> but Ben Ben simply took advantage of said muddle up. <laughs> so so what happened was we got to the cafe and it was not a particularly big cafe. It was not a cafe that you got the impression that they um had a high volume of custom except for maybe on a Saturday morning. Everything was cooked fresh to order. Um, we ordered breakfast. They had a vegan breakfast, which was delightful, delicious. It was just first of all, go on record. Coffee was lovely. Breakfast was lovely. Big shout out to the cafe. It was it was excellent. So we all went up and we ordered at the till, and then we came and sat down. And at the time, nobody really thought much of this, but Ben's breakfast came out a lot quicker than anyone else's. But just bear that in mind. Ben's breakfast. Ben had pretty much finished his breakfast by the time the rest of us got fed. Um, my mother's breakfast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Stay sorry, you, you, you were the only man. one who had a large breakfast, weren't you? So that was why and she yeah. came up. She came to our table, and what she said was, when I've reflected on it, she said, "What table number's this?" And this is why it is Ben's fault because Ben had took the table number and oh, took yeah. it off the table and put it on the side to make room for is presumably his large breakfast and she asked is this table six and ben went yes and it wasn't it was table five but anyway (laughs) so she went but then she did go have you combined the tables and we and we had combined multiple tables she just it wasn't very clear anyway ben got his breakfast and he's eating it 10 minutes later when ben's finishing his breakfast our breakfast start coming out and because they're cooked fresh water they are coming out one by one with about a minute in between each so we're all sat down, we're all eating. And then Sophie and Sophie's friend, oh God, I feel so terrible. What was Sophie's friend's name? Saffron. Saffron, sorry. Sophie and Saffron. Uh, big shout out to Saffron. Uh, very nice to meet you. Um, we, th- they got theirs last. And then when they got their breakfast, the woman came out with one more breakfast and was like, there's a last large breakfast there. To whom does this belong? Like, we've all been fed. And Ben, of course, being Ben, is like, well, there's a free breakfast. I'll have the free breakfast. <laughs> if it's going free. And the <laughs> woman was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the woman was like, well, it's been paid for. This, this should have rang alarm bells. When she said it's been paid for, well, that should have been our primary concern. But anyway, Ben. Yeah, because we protested and we're saying, well, we haven't ordered it. We've, we've definitely not paid for an extra breakfast. She's going, well, it's paid for, so just take it. Yeah, she did. She did. She did force it upon us, didn't she? Anyway, Ben's the second breakfast. You lot are eating. You lot are eating and I've got nothing in front of me. So I'm like, I'll have it. So so, so Ben eats his second large breakfast of the morning. (laughs) And now Ben's eating it. I keep getting this really strong, uncomfortable suspicion that something's wrong. And there's a table of two people next to us. And there's a bloke who keeps looking over at the till for about... 
two or three minutes and then he gets up <laughs> and you can just hear him say to the woman excuse me I've been waiting for about half an hour for me breakfast <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and at this point everyone's eyes drop to their feet <laughs> except for Ben who <laughs> <He> starts <laughs> laughing uncontrollably <laughs> this this woman's looking over at us clearly realise what she's done Ben's giggling to himself he can't stop while shoveling plum tomatoes into his face (laughs) it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault and this poor bloke they refunded him didn't they and he was very very nice about it yeah and then he just left without his breakfast he didn't argue he didn't kill for fuss he just he went, but I think he took himself to the toilet before and walked right past the back of Ben. Mm. Yeah, Ben was still chuckling to himself. He definitely, he definitely had a little look at your half eaten second breakfast. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was the best. And he must, he was only in the next table, so he must have been able to hear us. And I don't think it was ideal when you were going. There's definitely too much for me here. Paul, do you want a hash brown? Emma, do you want a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to seem like I was being greedy by eating two full breakfasts. So, but yeah. Paul took a slice of bacon and M took hash brown. So, uh, thus, thus yeah, that justified both it. Culpable in the crime. In accomplices yeah. to Ben's crime. Accomplice. There you go. See, I'm not the guilty one here. And that's that. That's what happened. Ben stole some bloke's breakfast. Long, too long didn't read versus Ben stole the guy's breakfast. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. It was lovely. <laughs> I enjoyed it that much the first time. I tried it again. And that's it, John Pickup. Did you feel like you were there? I do, I do. I mean, you know, I'd have done the same, if I'm mm. honest. What's but better well, than... if you'd have been there, it'd have been, you had better been busy arguing over who got the second breakfast. That's the problem. We'd have shared well, we'd have, it. We'd have shared it, of course we would. There was two of everything on the plate. We'd have shared Cause it. Because it, it was a large breakfast, wasn't it? Right, wonderful. Well, that's it. So if, if by some miracle, the guy who didn't get his breakfast is uh, listening to this, I think, Ben, you need to apologise to him. Absolutely not. It's not my <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cat's chance in LA. Next time, display your table number properly. <laughs> <laughs> the root cause of the problem is. <laughs> well, she, when she asked about the table number, she asked, Is this table number? And I lifted the table sign up and showed it to her. That is true. That is true. And she, she went, Is this table six? And you lifted a sign up that said five, and she just gave you the breakfast anyway. <laughs> There, so were multiple, there were multiple guilty parties, but anyway. And just another uncomfortable Ben Stittle moment at Parkrun. Um, I didn't feel uncomfortable. I felt full. Full. You felt full. You were uncomfortably too, full. You were too busy eating and giggling. Um, but yeah, great, great Parkrun all around. Lots of fun. Um, yeah, successful. Thank you for letting us tag along. Um, Parkrun Cup. Second week of round two happened. Do we have mm-hmm. a whistle stop? Because I, I t- it's me again. I'm the drama. I took ages telling that story about the cafe. Um, uh, do we have a whistle stop tour of what happened in round two? Any, anyone to shout out who PB'd or did particularly yeah. well in their effort? Absolutely, yeah. We had uh, we had four all-time PBs this week. So a uh, round of applause for Karen Russell, taking 35 seconds off. Adam Axford, taking 32 seconds off. Lisa Cooper, 17 seconds off. And Danny Oakley, the biggest person this week, 45 seconds he took off. Amazing. 
Um, I'm going to say it didn't sound like a round of applause halfway through that, Rob. Well, <laughs> what was, you were doing. Oh, sorry, I got really excited. <laughs> P- PB's just kind of tickle me pickle. So. <laughs> in the background. Um, had a little, a little cheeky one. And then there were a few other people who were pushing themselves, and uh, two people got really close. Gar- Gareth Davis got within one second. Wow. At Barrow, um, Joe Lee got within three seconds. Someone going to sing Dolly Parton? Yeah. Jolene. No, I'm not singing it. Come on, I'm not singing. No, she doesn't sing. This is where we need Matt or SMG. We need Matt. Yeah. Matt or SMG. Jolie. 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 I'm begging you, please don't take my Strava segment. Very good, very good. Um, Amy Harrison, Kevin Johnson, Felicity Bailey, Alistair Tatum, Leah Hopton and Andy Bradley were all within a minute of their PB. Great job. So, good, good to see. You, you're absolutely right, Ben. I think people were just taking week one as a little bit of a respite from round one and um, some really big efforts this week. You say that, there are 10 people who haven't even been to a park run in this round no. yet. So uh, okay. right, they're well. obviously saving it for week three. Man, so, hello. Oh, is, is one of them you, John Pickup? Yeah, yes. you are on that list, Mr. Jonathan uh, Jonathan Keith Pickup. You are on that list. So, uh, yeah, excited to see what's coming this Saturday. There's going to be some efforts going in. I'm sure you're, you're taking a few people to Rother Valley, aren't you, Rob? I am indeed, sir. Yes, if you'd like to join us, we will be having a coffee afterwards. That's the most fun bit. But uh, no. uh, there'll be a few of us there. I don't, well, I know you're not coming. I didn't expect that. But yeah, um, I'm away with work. I'm doing a bit of tourism. You is are. you now? Where are you going? Mm. To the big smoke. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm too far from Victoria Dock. Otherwise, I'd have gone there. But yeah, mm. I've, uh, I found a really slow one to go to instead. Oh, good. You, you just want to get knocked out, don't you? So Ben stops bothering Desperately, you. Desperately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, the one, the one you go into. I, I I know somebody who was in the first round had their PB there, and uh, I don't think okay. it's slow. I don't think it's slow. No, no, I'm going to be slow. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to poodle. That's not, he's going to do it. No, you know, you've got Kevin Johnson was within 41 seconds of his PB. So uh, let's see what he does in the last in the this weekend as well. So it's uh, going to be a tight one, that. That's what she oh, said. Go on then. Go on. I'll have a go. Turn them legs over. That's what she said. We lads. Um, <laughs> Jack Penfold. <laughs> You've offended a woman with that comment, Rob. It doesn't even make sense. You're just saying lads for a laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. lads. <laughs> Good. Um, let's move swiftly on from that. So that's Park Run Cup. Last week is next week. Rob. Mm-hmm get involved if you've not got involved um and now we've got a roll call to do but jp we're not roll calling this you've told me we're not doing roll call are we no we're not we've got a special guest who's coming to do it again <sighs> is it a special guest or is it that man john um well i've got the tape recorder out the talk boy's out ready so <laughs> the talk boy's out oh, um, macaulay culkin's being held hostage <laughs> um <laughs> just play it Oh, I wasn't doing anything with it. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know why the tube's out like that. Oh, leave me alone. 
mum, I'm trying to do a podcast. Hello, lads. Hello, ladies. Hello, Emma. How's it been? I'm uh, here, clearly, to do the uh, roll call, as it were. See what you kiddos have been up to while Uncle SMJ hasn't been around this week. Um, so let's get straight into it. You've all slid into my DMs, nice and lubed up for you. Slid right in. First one that did was Stephen Ross. Ooh, full name. He said, Blackpool, Parkrun, dash, first sub, dash, 24 min, this year, exclamation mark, fantastic, sub minus 24 min, that is beautiful, missing a little S there, Stephen, uh, mins, anyway, Gary underscore Ludwin, I smashed my 250th Parkrun, comma, green, t-shirt, me up, <coughs> I added uh, sound effect in there. Cheers, Gary. Uh, at running underscore runner 81. Hello. He said, uh, not shitting myself at parkrun dot dot dot. Thought my icky tummy had gone. Laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji. <laughs> Thank God you didn't, my love. I was running right behind you. Could have been a scene. Oh, what are you doing here again? At Gary underscore Ludwin. Also, to the hashtag Fartlek family, boom, orange, carrot, if you need it. Never say no to a carrot. They'll be seeing the dark, don't they? Uh, right, we've got running underscore Jenny, my love. Tail walked for the first time at Sutton Manor. Sh- Sutton Manor. Park run, dash, the hills are just as tough when walking. Well done. Well done, Jenny. Chunky girl runs, my lady. She got a sun, two-hour, ten-mile party emoji. A sun two-hour or a sub two-hour? Whatever one I hope you're celebrating, love. Uh, here she is again, old uh, dirty pants. Running underscore runner 81, or not dirty. Uh, well done to Paul Locke. On his run Sunday, exclamation mark, yellow clapping hands emoji. Well done. Paul.s.griffiths. Big shout out to PTP. Dragged round by Rob. But the boy did well. Oh. Uh, CJS Nape 98. 12k final run before Kames. Half next weekend. Oh, well done, well done. Adam A underscore 89. Another 32 secs off my park run PB exclamation mark one dot dot one four over the first two rounds of the cup. Oh, well done, Adama. Adama, Adama, Adama. Um, oh God, one sec. Then we, oh, for fuck's sake. Why can't we just end it there? Shall we? Uh, we've got at Jack Penfold running. Third place at Longworth Cove 10k. Then smashed a meat buffet sticky out tongue emoji face. I bet you did. We wish you smashed out a meat buffet. Anyway, be happy underscore runner. Furthest run since recovery. And feeling ready for Brentwood half in two weeks. Oh, will you be happy with that result, my love? Cheering hand emoji, uh, Lord of the Running, 
Leone for casually smashing out a half PB on a training run, exclamation mark, running, person emoji. <laughs> well done, Leone. I used to have a teacher called Leone. She was a good woman. Anyway, Simundo underscore runs and eats. Dragged myself to 16 miles despite feeling like shit from the very start. Exclamation mark. Strong arm emoji. And we've got the running photo guy. Ooh, two more bus routes, full stop. <laughs> I bet Matt's quivering in his little booties. And we've got my man, Sheffield underscore Strider. JP, this is the last one. So I'm going to leave this in your hands. If you could leave us with some sort of ending music. I feel as if I'm very calm, nothing wild. So just a nice, soft ending music to see us out of this roll call, my love. Start that now. Thanks, Calves. Uh, so, Sheffield underscore Strider says, carrying on the theme from last weekend, dash, M, full stop, multiple times, rock and emoji. What's he mean by that? He's going to smash M. Oh, poor times. Oh, my God, did I say that out loud? Oh, don't pay attention to music. Wee lads, nice one, Ben. Ben, 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 Ben. What? A brave up. move. It's a brave move. She loves me for it, really. <laughs> Wee lads. Something <laughs> <laughs> tells me Ben is uh, is is maybe not getting any tonight. No, no, unlikely. The glare is frosty. Um, as we, we can't as, we can't as, have way lads as the new as the new catchphrase. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it, it upsets me a little bit that uh, one that it's not a very good catchphrase, and two that it's a Jack Penfold catchphrase that seems to be catching on. But it, but it is quite funny. Wee lads, wee lads, um, good. Anyway, uh, thank you, Statman John. That was as ridiculous as always. Um, and uh, yeah, great. I don't know where to go from there. Where do we go from there? Thank you. I'm going to do some thank yous. Thank yous. Thank yous, Paul. Mm. You're on. You're on. You're you're up on the precipice of thank yous. Yes, please. Tell us who 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 are we thanking this week, Paul? Uh, We'll thank uh, our guest, uh, Sir Anya Culling, for coming along and chatting to you, Rob. Uh, Thank you to Graham Lindley for our awesome theme music. Thank you to uh, Statman John for coming along and doing the roll call. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to uh, Bema for the uh, park run uh, updates. Uh, thank you to uh, JP for uh, booking the guests and doing the editing this week. Uh, thank you to uh, you, Rob, for pulling it all together and hosting. And thank you f- uh, to the people in the uh, inputs in the background. So Jack, Joe, Sammy uh, and Lou. Uh, thank you to the newsletter team, Claire Forsyth, Jamie Denham, and Nick Finney. And Bemmer. I would thank Matt as well. Do we thank Bemmer? Did you thank Bemmer? Yeah, yeah he, has, he has to thank Bemmer. He hasn't thanked Matt. No, I always lose track at funny. this point. I always, I always stop paying attention um, at this point, I'll be honest. Oh, you it's, not, now, it's, not, it's not personal, Paul. It's just Robert. tired. Uh, but well done. That was, that was very competently done. Cracking job, Polly. You can even come if, again. Even I, di- I didn't competently listen to it. But, but yeah, very good. Very <laughs> well. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to you, most importantly, Paul, for joining us at short notice. 
being hmm. a, being an upgraded version of Matt. We can rebuild him. That's we right. have the technology. We do. We've got replacements. We've got stand-ins. Absolutely. All good. Improvement. Short notice. That was many layers. That as well. Oh, I know. I'm like an onion, me. Matt is tiny. So, um, like a shallot. <laughs> the shallots tiny? They are, right? Yeah, yeah they, are. they are. I just kind of yeah. picked, a, picked a vegetable then, and I was like, what did I do? Right, this is ridiculous. Emma, save us. Where can people find us if you want to give us a follow, if they want to get in touch, if they want to get involved in the Fart Like Family and Art community? I'm still laughing at shallots. Um, <laughs> if you can get past the uh, watch, what that's what she said, and way large moments, uh, you might want to find us on facebook instagram we're on tiktok youtube and twitter we've got a website whatthefartlight.com you can get in touch with us on our email whatthefartlightpodcast at gmail.com we've got a whatsapp group which is insane if you want to join there's over 100 people in it now it's really good fun and you can listen to us on spotify apple music and we've got two people listening on google music now that's amazing upwards of two people the, <laughs> the, the ramsdale blackwell connection flying the google flag and getting a shout out every week for it we appreciate you both thank you um good yeah thanks eh? uh absolutely seamless and flawless as ever um do you guys want to know who we've got on next week yes we yeah. do who's on the show yeah. Rob, next week well i'm probably going to revert back to emma in this in this instance because on wednesday the god what date is it today next wednesday first says no 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 after this the eighth the eighth thank you uh wednesday the eighth it is international women's day and as has become standard on the what the fartlet podcast every year uh when it's international women's day we let the the women of the what the fartlek core team the better ones, let's be honest, take over. So, Emma, you and the girls are going to be in charge next week, aren't you? Yeah, I'm sure it'll be chaos as usual. But, yeah, we're going to have a little round table and a little catch up with the other ladies from the team and see what's what's happening in their lives and their running at the minute. And, uh, yeah, it should be fun. That was perfectly, perfectly delivered and executed, Emma, considering before they started, we said, we've got to do International Women's Day next week. What's going to be in it? We all went, I don't know, just <laughs> do something. <laughs> we'll figure that out. We've got a week to figure that out. So I thought you made it sound pretty good. Um, and it is going to be pretty good. They're always really good. Uh, both both years, the girls have done a storming job on International Women's Day to the extent that they all say that they should just host it all the time and you morons should just go away. But they can't. So you get a day. That's next week. Uh, so, yeah, next Thursday, the girls are taking over. It's going to be amazing. And we're very, very excited about it. Um, what about a little bit? Paul, you're joining us for the first time in a little while. People might not know where to find you on the old social media. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me at Paul Road to London. Where can they find you, JP? I'm at JP Runs Free. What about you, Rob? I'm, of course, at Little Runner Boy Rob. Mr. Stittle? I am at Sheffield underscore Strider. What about you, Em? I'm at EmmaJJ85. At EmmaJJ, we lads. Um, <laughs> good. good. That's it. That's all we've got for this week. Have I, have I missed anything, boys and girls? I don't think so. No. no. no.
Good work, good work, good work, good work. Um, well done to everybody who smashed it this week. It feels weird that we've not done the road call, ro- the road call, the roll call. Um, so well done to everyone who smashed it this week. Um, and Statman John's very able um, recounting of your tales. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you next week, although we won't be seeing you next week, but the girls will. And may your runs continue to be wonderful. As always, be excellent to each other. Be kind of fuck off. And we'll see you on the flip-flop. That's your lot. <laughs> <laughs>